Hi guys, welcome to the Young Parents Talk Show. Um, to, my name's Alina and I'm a peer educator at Straight Talking. And today I'm here with Jade. Jade, say hi. Hi everybody. And Nadine. Hi everybody. Um, so girls, we both, all of, all of us have children and we're going to September now, back to school times. How's everyone feeling about sending their children back? Um, if I'm honest, I'm quite excited because I feel like I just want my son to go back. But then again, I'm a bit nervous because I don't know how going back to school is going to be like. I don't know if anyone's heard from the last podcast. I actually said that I sent my son back in, I think it was June. So we went back the whole of June and then July, which Mm -hmm. was because the classroom wasn't that full there was literally like five of them in the classroom but now I assume I've seen like on social media that the government's kind of like encouraging parents to send their children back and I know that a lot of parents want to send their children back how are schools going to handle 30 children in a classroom I'm a bit nervous about that what I don't know about unity um I know you were saying that your daughter's starting in September what's your thoughts I'm a bit apprehensive if I'm truly honest like I know that they're trying to find the correct system and the correct ways and different ways to make it work. But I feel like because no one's used to it and no one has an idea how this actually goes, no one knows actually what they're doing. And it's like they're following a guideline, but everyone's going to take that guideline a different way unless they've been trained. And I know like on the one of the sheets that I got where they were telling me when she's going in and when she's not, they're saying that they have like a teaching training day. And I just don't feel like 24 hours is enough to train them to like deal with different situations and different scenarios, especially when the kids don't know each other, no one's familiar with each other. And my daughter's starting reception, everyone else is of course, but like the new kids, at, like my daughter, she'll be starting reception. They won't, she like, she's going to be really unfamiliar. She's used to nursery, not like a school environment. So that's what kind of like makes me a bit nervous. That's a lot because, like how you're saying, your daughter's going to be new, so she's already going to have um, a load of unfamiliar faces around her. They're talking about children, like social distancing, like trying to encourage social distancing and masks in schools as well. Um, But as we all know as parents, in reception, that's the time where you want your children to go and make friends and play with other children. Um, So it's going to make it even a lot harder, I think, for children to build relationships. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I feel like the mask is going to get in the way. They're going to be playing with it, fidgeting with it. Like, it's going to kind of, like, slow down interactions with each other. Like, I don't feel like young children should have masks on. Me, in, like, me, my own opinion, I don't feel like it's right for such, like, reception kids especially to have masks on. I think for me, it's more of, like... I guess for, like Nadine was saying, going into reception is going to be really tough because I remember when my son started reception and he would come home with, not to say, like, this is, like, nice, but he would come home with somebody else's jumper on and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, you you children. But then again, it, it kind of gets you into that mode of what school is like. And even when you're at the school gate and you see, like, all the kids, like, running together and playing together, I know that it's going to be really, really tough, especially reception kids going into school because you're coming from nursery where kids are quite interactive whether that's soft play into like bubbles but I feel like for kids that kind of understand I remember when Kavani went back and they had like his school made a song and they had like a comic book as well to kind of explain to the kids what social distancing means I guess it's sort of okay 
I'd, I just have to kind of explain to Karine that this is the new norm rather than things are going back to normal. Yeah, I agree as well. Because even, even now, I got like a letter from the school and they're saying little things that I should do with Kamaya to like kind of like make her feel more at, like at home at school. And one of the things were like do like English with her or go to the park and talk to her and pick up like materials and do activities with her. And I noticed even doing certain things with her, she was quite fidgety and couldn't focus and she would get quite emotional doing it. So I was just thinking like her being in school, having a mask on, trying to meet new kids because she's constantly asking me, is my friend from nursery going to be there? Or is um, how am I going to make new friends? Like, what am I going to do? So that kind of makes me a bit nervous because she does get quite emotional. And on top of that, with a mask on and following different guidelines that kind of like, you can't go there, you have to do this, like the separation, it kind of worries me a bit. And all parents are probably, um, all parents are probably feeling the same as well. Because even um, Isaiah went back, my son Isaiah, he went back to nursery, um, like, I think around July times, June, July-ish. And... Um, at first when they went back they were telling me they're going to do social distancing they literally the nursery sent me this long email with all the precautions and stuff they're going to put in place and they said they're going to try to put them in like different corners and stuff but then when I um, looked on I don't know if you guys know about like learning journals so the online journals where they post pictures and videos they were literally posting pictures and videos of the kids all literally huddled up together in the corner playing and things like that and obviously the children, we can't actually stop them from playing together and going near each other. But at the same time, it's still kind of like, mm, like, there is still COVID. Yeah, I don't know what I'd feel about that. But I think my biggest thing that I kind of want to ask you guys is face masks and children. And I know the Dean spoke about it briefly, but if I'm honest, I kind of think it's fancy when the child wears a face mask. Like, I literally went to the zoo um, a couple of weeks ago and you couldn't go into the shop. And I remember I bought a face mask and then Kavani was like, mommy, I want a face mask like, because everybody else has one. So I was like, okay. So I got him a really, really fancy one. And then literally about a week ago, I got him a Spider-Man face mask. And when he wears it, I actually kind of feel a bit more comfortable. I don't think it should be forced upon the child. And I don't think if a child has any health conditions that it should be forced. But I kind of like it. I don't know if it's just me as a parent. I like fancy like things with like comics and stuff. But what about you guys? I know my son's a bit older than um, your daughter and son, but what do you guys think? Um, with Kamaya, she's quite mature, so we speak about, like, I communicate with her. She's aware of coronavirus. She's aware why or how it's affecting people. She's also aware of um, why she has to wear a mask. So, like, for example, when we get on the bus, she'll say, Mommy, can I put my mask on? And... Um, I let her, but then again, when she wants to take it off, I don't make a big fuss, but I do kind of like show her, like, keep it on. And then when we get off the bus, you can take it off. And I feel like with kids, after a while, when you try to kind of like show them something, they get used to it. So it becomes comfortable. And now that I see that she's comfortable with it, she'll ask for it. I'm more comfortable seeing her wear it. Where at the beginning, I was apprehensive. Like, I was probably like, no, I don't. Like, why is a child wearing a mask? Like, I feel quite suffocated when I wear mine. So imagine how she feels as a young child. Mm. What about you, Elena? Um, my mum actually bought my son one as well at the beginning. She bought him like a pack and he had like, you know, like the cartoon, that like dinosaurs and stuff on there and animals. And he liked it. And he liked wearing it at first. But then I remember one time I took him to the barbers and he had to wear it. And it's when he has to wear it. You know how kids are. Mm. When they have to wear it, 
they're taking it off and they're not doing it. But when you don't want them to, they'll do it. So I don't know. I feel, I definitely feel like it's too much for children, especially young children. But then I did mm-hmm. that they're saying secondary school children um, should wear them in lessons. And even that, I think, how can you focus? Because I, I, like um, Nadine said, I don't even feel like I can breathe when I put it on. I can't do it. Yeah. I think it just depends. And I think it... I, I know I was reading an article and um, they were saying that Boris Johnson has 24 hours to give an explanation about why children in secondary school should wear face masks. And then it was basically, I don't know if this is factual, but this is kind of like from what I'm reading from blogs and stuff that um, now is up to the school's discretion whether they want to implement their students in secondary schools wearing face masks. And I feel like I feel like it should be implemented because the guidelines do say that children under 11 don't have to wear face masks. Like for example, where I work, children over three have to wear face masks unless that child has like medical exemptions. So I feel like to protect everyone, and if you think about it, from the age of 11, which is year seven, about 11, 12, I feel like you're responsible enough to wear face masks. I don't think they should sit in a lesson for a whole hour with the face mask on. But I feel like in corridors and things like that, I feel like it should be implemented because we don't know where each child is coming from. And it's just to protect each child. And what we have to remember is that going back to school is going to come with implications. It's going to come with things that we're not necessarily comfortable with. But I feel like it's safety first. And I'm more than responsible to wear one. That's my opinion anyway. I agree. Like when I went to the museum with Kamai the other day, I saw that the younger kids didn't have to wear it and everyone older um, was had to wear it. So I feel like for secondary school kids, I feel like it's fine that they implement it. But for reception and primary school kids, I don't feel like it should be something forced or like it's, we have to do it or they have to do it because I feel like that causes a bit of complications for their development as well. What about you, Elena? What do you think? I know you've got nieces that are in secondary school, right? Yeah. Um, do I feel like they? I don't even feel. I don't even feel like they listen. And let's be honest, secondary school children can be quite rebellious, quite um, rebellious as well. Mm. Um, I feel like maybe at first they might, but then it's going to get to the point. Even with schools, I don't feel like schools are going to be able to keep it up mm. because um, there's only so long until the kids are going to have enough, they're going to be like, I've had enough, and just just um, take it off during the lesson. Or they might just take it off halfway through, then they're just going to stop wearing it, stop bringing it to school. Um, and there's only so much the school can actually do, because you can't physically go and pull it on their face. Yeah. Which is true, because even when we're on the bus sometimes, if you look at who's wearing the mask, it's like adults, grandparents, and stuff like that. But when you see kids get on the bus or teenagers, you don't see them wearing masks. Even when you're out and about, you don't really see teenagers wearing masks. So I feel like they, they will probably implement it, but I don't feel like the kids at secondary school age will listen to it or take it seriously. And then even like, what could they do, sanction them for not wearing a mask? Now that just sounds ridiculous. Because yeah. even, this sounds ridiculous. Um, when I was, I was at the shop the other day and, um so weird this lady just started talking to me she was a primary school teacher and she was saying talking about like having the kids like before um summer holidays she was talking about like they had to constantly take the kids I think four or five times a day to the toilets to wash their hands and stuff but then she was saying it got to the point where so in the morning like a couple of times in the um afternoon and then they had to do it literally before they walk up the school they had to go to wash their hands and she was saying that obviously they're doing that 
just like as a precaution and stuff. But then parents started complaining, saying, why is it taking so much longer for them to come out? Even though they knew they were washing their hands and stuff, the parents were literally complaining at the fact that they're getting them to wash their hands. Mm-hmm. Which I think was ridiculous. And I think that's one of the biggest issues that we're sort of having in the country is that there's not that clear message. And um, I know a lot of people are saying, send kids back to school. I don't know if I've said this in the last podcast, but the actual reason why I sent my son back to school is because I was listening to a head teacher on a radio station. But it sounds crazy because I wasn't going to send him back. As far as I was concerned, I didn't want my son to catch COVID. And mm-hmm. honestly, I wanted to sleep. I didn't want to wake up at 6 a.m., 7 a.m. to jump into school. But it was a head teacher that was on the radio basically pleading with parents to send their children back. And he was talking about what's the difference. Like, this is the statement that he made. He was like, what's the difference between taking your child shopping or to a birthday party than to school? Like, school should be one of the safest places other than a child's home. And that sat with me and I think, you know what? It's true because I can take my son shopping. We can go Sainsbury's. We can go to birthday parties. At one point, when everything eased down, we was out as much as we could. So why couldn't he go back? But I feel like there needs to be that clear message of what exactly schools want us to do. I know every school is different because of sizes and stuff like that. But I feel like as parents, we need to be reassured because like you said, Nadine, young people are not going to wear face masks. But if parents mm-hmm. are you know, educated about it and there's a campaign going on around it, why wouldn't you... Like, we've encouraged our kids to wear dinosaur face masks or princess face masks. So why can't we encourage our teenagers to wear it or explain to them the importance of wearing it? Um, So that's sort of my stance on it, to be honest. But I I feel like that even goes with, like, the kids interacting with each other. Everyone comes from, like, different homes, for example, different backgrounds, different, like, mentalities, different upbringings. And it's like all these kids are now all coming together. And some may have knowledge and some may not. And it's like they're all now coming together. As a parent, how would you feel knowing that you have like a rule, you've implemented something for your child to follow a certain way and other kids are coming and they're doing something completely different? I just feel like there's a balance of it going wrong and it going right. And it's more likely to go wrong because I don't see it working in a sense. Yeah, that's... I think in regards to like children interacting with each other is probably one of the biggest concerns that I have because I'm a firm parent, but I'm socially awkward when it comes to telling other children to not touch my child. Like I kind of find it a bit difficult to say, don't do that. Like don't touch my child. So it's kind of like me going to Kavani and saying, Kavani, come on, step away. Like we was at London Dungeon, went to the zoo and a lot of those places are a bit crowded sometimes. And sometimes Kavani's naturally quite a friendly child. So he'll walk up to another child. I'm like, Kavani, remember, you've got to give like other families space. But I, yeah, it's, it's quite difficult because if a child wants to play with your child and you automatically panic, you're like, no, don't touch my child. How's that child going to feel? So I don't know. What about you, Elena? Um... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm very, like, already, even, like, we're going into the nursery. Um, you see how I told you, like, I saw that picture? Yeah. I mm-hmm. wanted to say something to the nursery teacher, but at the same time, I was thinking, I guess there's only so much you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, Because these are our toddlers. They're, like, what, like, three, like, three, three and under. So there is only much, so much that um we can do. 
But yeah. And it's true, I guess we're all putting them at risk. To be fair, I don't know about you guys, but at the beginning as well, I didn't really take um as I shopping and stuff, you know. But like if ever I had to go shop or anything, I always try to make sure someone was kind of around. Mm. Yeah, me too. Like I'll never just like bring her go shop. If I go, I'll try and put myself more at risk than her. So that's even true. But what have like the schools, nurseries, and stuff said to you guys? Like, what have they said to you guys that they're gonna put in place? Because with Kamaya School, they've just said that they're gonna sit, sit separately. They're gonna have like hand wash, hand wash. They're gonna wash their hands. They're gonna have sanitizer, but they haven't mentioned anything about masks. Because obviously, she's gonna be in primary school. But like, what has the nurseries and stuff like that and the school said to you guys? That they're gonna do um go on elena no go on <laughs> <laughs> so my my son's school is literally doing the same thing as september so it was literally a one-way system so which yeah. is irritating because you had to walk all the way around but i guess safety first so one-way system um, and then they have like kind of like dots outside the school and then walking past the school they have like this song kind of thing where like they explain what social distancing is they get mm-hmm. taken every single morning and then they get hand gel at the gate um parents are not allowed in the playground to drop off so you literally have to let them run off to their classroom which is not that far you can see the classroom um in regards to in the classroom they have their own chair and their own table issue is I don't actually know how that's going to work going back because like I said there's going to be 25 to 30 kids in the classroom and I'm sure the school doesn't have the capacity to accommodate six people per classroom um so his head teacher is having like a hotline drop-in line tomorrow so I am actually going to ask how that's going to work but I assume that there will be maybe smaller bubbles or I'm not sure um in regards to his school classes or year groups were dropped at different times so you will never be with another year group or another bubble um so obviously that reduces the amount of people that are going in and out of the school so to be honest I was quite comfortable and very happy with what they put in place and it's just kind of clarifying now what they're going to do for September really oh my um they've put a lot of stuff in they've got a lot of stuff in place then yeah. Um, yeah, they've got a lot of stuff in place. I think I would feel comfortable to send comfortable enough to send um him to nursery. Because as I as nursery have literally all they've really said is about cleaning door handles and washing hands. But I guess it's a nursery, so it is different and like no parents allowed in the classrooms, literally just pick up and drop off at the door. Um like but yeah, they haven't really but I guess it's a nursery so it's different. The school's kind of got more resources and there's more space for them to kind of spread everyone out. Yeah. Um, I, I guess we've got um, a big question um, how how you guys feel about it. I know that your kids are in nursery but I don't know if you want to relate to like nieces or nephews or cousins but do you feel like children of this generation have, have like fallen behind do you think that you know in the next five to ten years this season is going to have an impact on them that could be emotionally that could be education wise um, that could be any aspect really what, what do you think um, I feel that personally some have and I feel like some for example I have a cousin he has a bit of a I wouldn't like he struggles to pick up things I forgot what it's called OCD that's it sorry and he he's quite behind naturally so on top of that I feel like he's missed out on a lot 
and he was even expressing to me that he feels quite frustrated because he feels like if he goes back he's going to be behind or he's going to feel like people are going to have knowledge of things that he has no idea what's going on and he already struggles behavior wise he's always in trouble or he always struggles to concentrate so he just feels like he's behind and then he has his sister as well she's the opposite to him like she's really into school she's always on time like she's the complete opposite but she also she's like she feels like she's behind because she's just like they sent me work but being being real like I'm a teenager I'm not really going to do the work that they sent me and then on top of it if I don't understand I have no one to explain until the next day when I have to call in at a certain hour so I feel like some of the things that they've implemented for the kids to do like the kids have struggled and some kids want voice and some will. And I feel like that's now caused every, like different kids in different situations to now feel like they're behind or not put the effort. And even if they're like doing the right thing, they still feel like we've missed out on a huge chunk. Yeah, that's good. You have to say, what, what's your thoughts? No, um, I feel the same as Nadine because I feel like at the beginning as well, a lot of them probably... Like, because I'll be honest, even with me at the beginning, um, I had, like, uni lectures online and stuff, because I know secondary schools have done classes online, and it got to the point where it was like, like, do I really want to do this? I'm just talking over the... I'm having a lesson over the phone. You can't mm-hmm. really understand, because there's, like, 30 to 40 other people in this call, so it's not even really space to ask questions and understand, like... It was just mm-hmm. terrible. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, Isaiah's dad works in a school, in a secondary school, and he was saying, like they were like it got to a point where there was like five people in calls and then it was literally that was the max they had one week five people in one call and it just got less and less and less until they literally just stopped coming on um and it's true what Nadine said is oh a lot of them aren't going to admit um that they're falling behind or that they don't that Mm -hmm. they're falling behind yeah like why not why would they but a lot of them are probably embarrassed same with the children because I tried to teach as I was going into preschool now I've been trying to teach him, like, at the beginning. Jade, remember I was telling you, I was trying to teach him his ABCs and stuff. Yeah. Guys, it took me two weeks to teach him to recognise ATE. Two whole weeks. Remember we're in the house, you know, every day I'm doing this, two whole weeks. Mm-hmm. So even, it got to the point where it's like, this, like, I really, really, it really, really, really made me appreciate teachers, but toddlers and learning is, is hard. Their concentration levels are not. Are yeah. Not and their attention span is ridiculous. Like uh, right now, I'm trying to teach Kamara to write her name and um, to like say her name, which at first she knew how to do it, but it's like now she's forgotten. And it's like I'm trying to teach her because I know that that's what they're gonna be like going back up on when she goes back into school. And then like her, like she gets emotional. Like she starts crying. She's like, I can't think, mom. Like, mommy, I can't think. I can't think. My brain's hurting me. And I just feel bad because I'm just like, I don't, I'm not a professional. I don't know what to do to make you feel better. All I can do is reassure you. But me reassuring you isn't going to be the same when you're at school. I don't know how, not that I don't know how the teachers are going to be with you when you're at school, but it's not going to be the same. Oh, my gosh, that's exactly how my niece was. The other day we was trying to get her to read, and she's the same as Kavani, so she's going into year one. She was reading so well, like, reading words and, like, reading sentences in books and stuff um, before all of this happened. Even at the beginning, we were still reading with her. She came to my house the other day, and I went to read a book with her. I was like, oh, my gosh, what has happened to this child? It's like she's just forgotten how to read. Mm-hmm. And, like, Kamaya, she was getting really frustrated, like, 
Do you know, like, just re- she was getting really frustrated. You could see it in her face. Like, she just gave mm-hmm. up. She didn't want to do it anymore. Like, she was probably disheartened. And I felt so bad because that's like us forgetting how to read. She knew how to read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One day you wake up and you've just forgotten. Like, yeah, it's horrible. I think that's the biggest issue that we have with kids. And I remember the shock that I got. Um, like Elena said, you know, like when they're in reception, um, schools do a lot of pushing on reading. And it's not so much math, it's just reading and writing and phonics. And I remember when Kawani first went into school, he was a bit nervous because Kawani wasn't in nursery about a year and a half prior to him going to school. So he wasn't, I wouldn't say he was as prepared as other children. But over like the couple months of him being in school, he started to love reading and enjoy it. I remember one day we went out and I was like, oh, Kawani, read that. And it was like, mommy, I can't. And me and Kawani have this big thing, like me, his teacher, um, and Kawani have this thing that of the word can't, because Kawani would use it so much. And when he said that, it was kind of like, oh my gosh, this has really impacted my child because he's just lost his confidence. And when I sent him back to school, I noticed that, when he finished in July, that confidence was back. Um, I just hope that when he goes back, he can kind of catch up. And I think my biggest concern for the other children that didn't um, particularly get to go back like Kavani is how are they going to be impacted? Because if you think about it, they've been gone for March, April, May, June, July, August. That's about six months out of school. I know that usually kids are out for summer but that's six months of no learning and I know for a lot of parents I know we have some parents I'm definitely not that parent which has you know the time and the patience I kind of like salute parents that do but I I just physically find it so difficult what are these children going to do going forward especially for the ones in reception that need to know how to write their name need to know how to count from one to thirty need to be on a certain level of reading are teachers going to be able to take their time and go back is that going to have you know a stagnant on the other children you know so it is a big concern for me it it honestly is but to kind of round up um and I love doing this. I kind of like want to ask you guys, what are one, what is one thing that you give to a young parent that will be listening to this podcast, especially if they have a child in nursery or a child going into um, school in September, or maybe you just have a, par- a parent who's pregnant, you know, and just wants to know what it's like to have a child in education during COVID. What would, what would be one thing that you would say to them? Educate your child, educate your child on, ha- on hygiene, um, just being clean so for example just washing your hands like just educate your child make your child aware um, just make your child aware and educate them on cleanliness and hygiene yeah I totally agree and I'll add don't give up and don't blame yourself like it's not your fault at the end of the day don't give up like keep trying eventually they'll pick up it doesn't matter how long they take eventually they'll like pick up and they'll eventually get it even if it feels like it's taking forever it's like potty training like it'll feel like oh my god when's my child gonna get it my friend got it at this part but every child's different every child gets it at different stages different levels so just don't give up and don't blame yourself I think that's me as well um I agree with both of you don't you know feel guilty if you can't you know do everything that you feel like you want to do and just educate your child like the best teacher is always at home, you know, talk to them about COVID, like don't be afraid to tell them what that means, because it's better that they learn at home rather than going out 
and they become frightened to go out or they don't really understand. Um, but finally, um, if you are a young parent, listen to us. You can always reach out to the Straight Talking team. There's always going to be a peer educator available to speak to you and answer any questions that you have or just to have a chat with you. So thank you for listening. Um, thank you, Elena, for hosting us. And enjoy the rest of your day if you listen to us during the day. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.